Episode 33, Where is the Market Headed? Welcome to Retirement Tactical Money Management. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Episode 33, Where is the Market Headed? Today, it's November the 7th, 2021. And what's important about this month is this is tip historically, I should say, the best month out of the year in terms of market performance. Now, the two best months, which are more predictable out of the year for market performance, are months of November and December. And one of the reasons is pension assets are contributed for global companies in the month of November. And then as well, you have the Santa Claus rally in December. Now, as an overview today on this episode, I'm going to talk about our positions in the market today at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management. In addition, I will talk about where I think the future of the market is going, looking at, say, six months, nine months, one year, 24 months, and 36 months. Kind of beyond that, (laughs) my crystal ball kind of goes out. My batteries are not charged enough to go much further out than about three years. But all this is based on economic indicators that that we see here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management. You know, the, it's the market, in a sense, is very predictable. It's much like the weather. Some people think it's not that predictable. I disagree with them. I mean, there's a whole profession that is devoted to finding the direction of the market. Okay, you may not know from day to day what the weather's going to be. Uh, or the market's going to be. But again, it's a lot like the weather, but you can get a a broad feel for where the market is based on economic indicators, an overall feel of the market. We live in Florida, so naturally some predictable aspects of the weather are that we know we have hurricane season between June and November. Well, if you take some broad strokes now, you can predict the weather as an individual because you know you have four seasons of the weather, summer, winter, autumn, things like that. Well, the market is a lot the same way. If you look at some big economic indicators across the world, across the globe, and here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, we're a global tactical asset allocation manager. We call that GTAA is the acronym for it. But we're a tactical money manager and we're a top-down money manager. And the word top-down means that we look at the world indicators first and then we drill down to industries and sectors and then we finally pick the individual stock or index fund from our list of, uh, our hit list, I should say. We always have a list that we're running on our programs here of stocks, industries, and sectors that we like. So let's get started. What is our position today uh, in the market? We are equity heavy, and let me just give you some history. 
At the beginning of the turn of this century, 1 January 2000, the market was in what is called a fixed income heavy, or it was in a, a bond heavy environment where the next 10 years, actually 13 years, uh, stocks did not do well. Just a common statistic, for 13 years, if you invested in the S&P 500 for, on 1 January 2000, your return for the next 13 years would be zero. That's correct. If you invested in the market in the S&P 500, as depicted by the S&P 500, your return is zero. Bonds, on the other hand, were king. So bonds during that time made over 100% return. So some people say, oh, well, you should always own just stocks, 100% stocks in your portfolio. That's not true. Imagine all those people who invested in the market. You know, you had the Y2K debacle. You had 2008, the financial crisis. You know, so you had these major events that affected the market. So it's not true that you can just buy an index and then sit back and forget about it. Because during that time, imagine having making zero return for 13 years because you were in uh, an index like the S&P 500. So you had to have owned bonds during that time. And, and bonds, uh, fixed income, in other words, uh, were king, as I said before. So it's important to have a diversified portfolio, and we call this a top-down approach where you look at the overall economic indicators of, say, countries. So that's what we do here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management. We're looking at the economic indicators of the major countries around the world, and that gives us a pretty good idea of where the world markets are headed. And since we are a global manager, we're not tied just to the U.S. on investments in our portfolios. We will choose investments from around the world to put in our portfolios. You know, our view is if there's something going up on this planet, we want to own it. And that's kind of the view here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management. Our motto for the firm, which is trademarked, is called Navigating the Markets in the Storm of Volatility. If you're looking at the market go up and down, up and down every day, but when you think about it, it's much like the weather. The weather is, you know, cold one day, warm the other day. But in general, you know, there's an overall direction of, of the weather. You have a pretty good idea, and there's an overall direction of the market. And that overall direction of the market is based on the economic indicators, what's going on. Earnings of companies, which is just business. So naturally, going into the COVID-19, we saw the numbers going down as companies started shutting down. So we eventually went to cash in our portfolios. One feather in our hats is the market fell 37%, the S&P 500. You lost more than a third of your portfolio just in the month of March alone uh, during the COVID-19 of 2020. But our returns, our losses were only between 3 and 4% in our portfolios. And that's why, why did that happen that way? Because we saw the economic indicators. And then in general, overall, for that year, for 2020, our portfolios beat the S&P 500 because we didn't have that 37% loss that, we, that everyone else had in March. So we got, went to cash, and then we went back out of cash. Now, if you listen to my other episodes, I have an episode in April, I believe it's April 19th, that talks about setting up 
a pandemic investment portfolio. Anyway, it's April 19th, how to set up a portfolio in uh, the pandemic. Uh, it's rather lengthy. It's an hour long, but it gives you an idea of, of how we think here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management. But let's move forward and tell you our positions today. Starting in, in, I guess it was around March of 2013, the market went into what's called a bull rally. It's equity heavy. If you look at the economic indicators around the world, that is when they started really recovering from the 2008 financial crisis. So here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, first thing to know is that we are equity heavy. So because we're a top-down money manager. So we like to say, or what I, I like to say, is that the market is in a bull run with short-term pullbacks. So if you're listening to this podcast, remember what I'm saying. The market is in a bull run with short-term pullbacks. That's not a guess. You know, let me just say this about guessing. But people who have serious money pay someone who knows where the market's going. They don't want somebody who guesses, who has no idea where the stock market is going. They pay for professional money management because they want to have somebody managing their portfolio who knows where the market is going. Now, that's from a long-term perspective. From a short-term perspective, as I said before, there are short-term pullbacks. But from a long-term perspective, we have, based upon our forecasting models, we know where the market's going. It's, it's that simple. And then as those economic indicators change, then obviously we know maybe the market's starting to go down. But it's all based upon economic indicators. There's all telltale signs. Let me interject real quick. Somebody said, hey, Joe, isn't the market like gambling like Vegas? I said, no, it's not. Investing is not like gambling. What is the difference? What makes the difference between gambling and the stock market? And the answer is knowledge. In Vegas, if you have knowledge of the cards... It's called cheating. You are not permitted to have knowledge of the cards. It has to be a gamble. That's the whole idea behind Vegas. It's a risk. It's a gamble. And if you have knowledge, you're cheating. In investing, you're you're allowed to have knowledge. Matter of fact, the Security Exchange Commission wants you to have knowledge. So say you're investing in real estate. It's the same thing. Why is it called investing? Because you do research and you have knowledge on your properties that you're going to invest in. You do your homework. It's the same in the stock market. We have knowledge. The companies produce quarterly earnings reports here in the United States. They produce this information. They send it out to the public. And so you're allowed to look at this public information of earnings, sales, and things like that, these other indicators for the companies to decide whether that company is a good investment or not. And that reduces the amount of risk that you have investing in in that company or that business or the stock market in general. So there is always risk there, but research and homework reduces that amount of risk that you as an investor take. So here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, uh, our customers, for example, 
They pay us to do that research. They rely on us to do that homework so that we put good stocks in their portfolio. Now, one of the things that as a professional money manager that we're ranked on is performance. So unfortunately, even though you have good companies that are doing well, sometimes they have a little hiccup along the way, and then that stock will pull back a little bit. So, so in, our, uh, in managing our customers' money, because we're ranked on performance or, or judged on performance, I should say, that we have an obligation to move out of that security and then or replace it with another security because we're a tactical money manager. So we're not a strategic money manager, and let me tell you the difference. The word strategic is typically a bottom, uses the bottom-up method of investing. In other words, they look at the company first and the earnings, say, for example, McDonald's. They say, oh, I like McDonald's, and I'm not recommending that. That's just a, uh, for educational reasons. I'm using that as an example. But they say, oh, I like McDonald's, and I don't care what the stock market's doing. I want to own McDonald's. Then later on, they look at the sectors and industries, and then later on, they look at the economic indicators of the world. And based upon that, they may adjust how much equity, stocks in other words, versus bonds, fixed income, they'll have in their portfolio. And they take a long-term approach. And and normally in in strategic money management, you use 40-year averages in financial planning. If you take the financial planning course, Uh, they teach you to use 40-year averages. So you're on a buy-and-hold strategy. So typically, you ride the market up and you ride it down like you would have taken a 37% loss uh, had you been in the S&P 500 using a strategic approach. So so strategic is basically buy-and-hold. I kind of make a joke and say, I call it the buy-and-hope method, (laughs) not the buy-and-hold method. Anyway, we don't use that method. That's a, a strategic approach. We use a tactical approach, and the tactical approach is typically called sector rotation. In other words, we look at the best sectors, whether it's the energy sector, technology sector, utility sector, consumer staple sector, just, you know, what what different sectors, what are the best sectors in the market? Now, there's 11 sectors in the S&P 500, and so we typically own the top five sectors, and then we drill down from there to pick our individual stocks. Now, one of our portfolios, one of our strategies, we have eight strategies at the firm, but one of the strategies is an index fund strategy only, uh, ETF. It's made up of ETFs, exchange-traded funds, but it's an index strategy only. But the rest of them, we have a combination of individual stocks and index funds in the portfolio. We are a balanced manager. Now, let me explain that. The word balance doesn't mean we own 50-50. It means we balance the portfolios between equity, fixed income, and alternatives, or we call other. And alternatives could be uh, commodities, for example, such as gold and silver, precious metals and silver, and things like that. And I've been managing gold in my investment portfolios for over 30 years. So I feel like that's a strong suit in my basket of weapons, so to speak for a portfolio. Anyway, so currently, let me go back to the beginning. Currently, we are equity heavy in our portfolios. Now, all our portfolios, except just a handful, maybe two two of them, will have a fixed income position in them because we are a balanced manager. 
So we're always balancing between equities and fixed income. So in a situation where the market is doing well and on a bull run, we will be equity heavy. We will reduce the amount of fixed income in our portfolios, and that is where we're at now. So typically in our portfolios currently, uh, we have less than 20% in our portfolios on the fixed income side, and we are equity heavy. In addition to that, we're a money manager who understands how to manage fixed income. So typically, government bonds will go down if interest rates are moving up, and interest rates have been moving up. So in that kind of environment, you want to own a fixed income that's tied a little bit to the equity markets. In our case, we like corporate bonds in our portfolios. And as the market moves up, corporate bonds do well and government bonds go down in value. Now, I have another episode you can look. It's called uh, Age Discrimination. It's, it's at the very beginning. It's, it's one of the first 10 episodes that I did. But if you're a retiree, and you're over 60, it's worth listening, uh, say over 55, it's worth listening to that episode in my podcast. It will educate you on having bonds in your portfolio. It's also important that if you go to a financial planner and the guy says, oh, I'm a financial planner, that again, financial planners follow this strategic money management method. In addition, they will use fixed income, typically government securities in your portfolio. Now, when you think about that, it doesn't make any sense because in a rising interest rate market, what do government bonds do? They lose money. So, so you know, but unfortunately, welcome to the financial planning market. I'll tell you a quick story. I have a client now that we were referred to back in 2013 and I uh, won't mention her name or the value of the portfolio, but just to say she was with a financial planning firm or with a financial planner at a major firm, not going to mention the name either. And because of her age, she was over 70. They loaded up her portfolio with over 75% fixed income, government bonds to be specific. The sad thing is, is that her husband had worked for the Baby Bell companies and they were really stock people. They had owned stock their whole lives while he was working. He worked for a publicly traded company. So they had her, They sold all that stock in her portfolio. And these are blue chip stocks. They don't have a lot of risk. And they're just the blue chip baby bells. And they sold them out of portfolio and they loaded her up on bonds. In 2013, what was the stock market doing? The stock market made 32%. I believe that's correct. You can double check that. But it made over 30% in 2013. And so what did bonds do? They went down in value. And not only was she losing money on her mandatory IRA distribution amount by the government, but she was losing money because she, the financial planners had overloaded her portfolio in bonds. And so I immediately looked at portfolio and I said, hey, look, I can fix this. So we took that portfolio we were in a bull run, if you remember, and this was, uh, if I recall, it was the summer of 2013 when we received this referral, and the market had turned to a bull market in March of uh, 2013. I believe the exact day is March 16th. You can always go back in time and see when the market turned. It's easy to do that after the fact. But anyway, we were in a bull run. The happy ending to the story is we... Fixed the portfolio, had her set up in blue chip equities, 
and less than 20% uh, fixed income. And then it repaired the portfolio. And within three years, she had made the money that she lost back. Anyway, uh, just wanted to mention that. But that is our position now. I will say that during the beginning of this year, what has happened is the market after COVID-19 last year had a big bull run in all the tech stocks. But right around January, they kind of hit a peak. To use uh, Jim Cramer's term, the market was frothy. So many money managers, portfolio managers throughout the country, actually in the world, started rotating their portfolios over into dividend-paying equities because they kind of thought there was going to be maybe a major sell-off in the market. We did the same. And then now things are, are picking up and COVID-19 is, you know, is, is doing much better now with the vaccines out. As a result, the market is, is improving. And then we're seeing foreign countries. Foreign countries were shut down up until probably October of this year. And now as of October, they're starting to open up. That's important to, to know because that, that affects the future forecast of our investment portfolios. We're starting to shift a little bit more towards uh, back to the growth equities and moving out of the dividend-paying equities. But we do have a lot of dividend now. Dividend-paying equities are fantastic because they pay dividends and there's more income flowing into our portfolios. But that's our current position is that we are equity-heavy and we are income dividend income heavy on on many of the positions that we have in our portfolios now looking at my crystal ball where do i see the market going where is it headed it's going up to be frank the reason behind that is that you have on a global scale you have many countries starting to come out of the pandemic and so the companies are starting to produce greater earnings in their company. And so as they produce greater earnings, that's positive for business and business is represented by stocks. So it's interesting. Now, I understand that we're sitting here today and then there's over 100 ships anchored out there in Los Angeles, California, because of supply issues. They can't find workers for the dock and truckers, you know, after COVID didn't go back to trucking. They changed I guess, uh, professions. Think about that. Take a big step back for one moment and think about that issue that they're talking about on, on television and, and the news. They're saying there's supply issues. Well, that means that there's demand. If there's supply issues, that means there's more demand than there is supply. So if you take a big step back and look at it, where is the market going in the future if you have this great demand and that the supply issues become start to be solved? Well, you have more sales. If you have more sales, you have more earnings. So in general, the future of the market is bright, that it should continue forward on a bull run. Again, we may have short-term pullbacks because of maybe the tax plan rolling out in the United States and other issues and major events around the world. But again, those are short-term pullbacks. They're not long-term. So in general, overall, the market will continue up. Now, also looking at my crystal ball, many of my customers ask me, what do I see for 2022? Where is the market going to be in 22? And where is it maybe even in 23? My position is that the international 
stocks will start to outperform the U.S. stocks. And the reason behind that is because these countries are coming out of COVID very late. See, we came out of COVID very early. And so we, our companies in the United States tar- started producing profits and earnings very quickly. However, many other countries, their, their manufacturing was still shut down, and now they're just starting to open up. Many of the ports in the United States didn't open up, not in the United States, but in the world. Many of the ports in the world didn't even start opening up until this summer. So, and then some of the ports were still closed up until October uh, or September 30th. And then in October, they started to open up. So when you think about that, that affects two major industries. It affects the travel industry, and it affects the energy industry. So the travel industry and uh, the entertainment industry, and think about all those companies that are starting to do well, and then also the foreign countries and the foreign travel industry. And then you think of the energy as well. They start using energy, flying more and then they have more uses of petroleum products as well around the world. So for next year, we actually believe that the EFA index, which is Europe, Asia, and the Far East, and Australia, will outperform the S&P 500. So just looking into the future for our customers, if you're listening to this podcast, just right up front, I'm going to tell you that don't be surprised if you see a lot of foreign positions enter the portfolios. We may use several index funds for the country. We may use what's called country funds for those positions. But as we see, or we may use individual stocks as well. For example, Schlumberger is the biggest energy oil service company in the world, and it's based out of France. And it trades on the New York Stock Exchange in an ADR. But that's a good example of, of an individual stock that's a foreign stock, which we believe is going to continue to do well and will do well for next year. Again, I'm not recommending that stock. I'm just saying that for educational reasons and purposes only. So anyway, so next year we believe and expected to see more foreign investments in our portfolios than you will U.S. investments. But however, you may not realize it because they trade on the New York Stock Exchange, like Nestle's, for example, is a foreign stock that trades on the New York. But we will have more foreign companies, most likely, uh, are expected in our portfolios than U.S. companies next year if, if we start to see the change where the foreign companies are outperforming the U.S. US indexes. Also, when you think about that, you have to think about South America, uh, China, Asia, all those other countries in the world which are going to be expanding and having bigger profits and earnings in their portfolios. We think that this rally could last for 24 to 36 months. So that encompasses part of uh, 2023 as well. Now, after 2023 then it's possible that the markets could be starting to get frothy. My crystal ball doesn't go out that far, so I have to wait and see what those economic indicators are going out past 2023. In general, we would assume that the markets for international companies are good for their profit margins in 2022 and 2023. It's possible in 2023 we could see, you know, again, the market a little bit frothy in the United States. But in general, that's the overall look of the markets. I think it's probably more risk to be 
not in the stock market than there is in the stock market. In other words, it's better to be in the stock market for the next two years rather than be out of the market. But again, uh, we watch the economic indicators, and as things advance, uh, we make a determination, top-down standpoint, whether it be bond-heavy or fixed-income heavy. Anyway, that concludes my podcast for this episode 33. We do have some disclosures that are required by the Security Exchange Commission. If you would just take a listen to that and have a good day. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Over 10 years ago, he created Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, which actively balances and selects investments based on a tactical approach rather than the traditional strategic management method. The buy and hold philosophy, he believes in the pursuit of finding investments showing momentum, performance regardless of the direction of the market. His experience includes IRA accounts, 401k rollovers, trusts, endowments, defined benefit plans, 403bs, and 401k plans. Additionally, he served as a night college instructor for seniors, teaching high net worth retirement and estate planning for 14 years. Podcast views and personal opinions are for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation. Investing has risk of loss and you should consult with your own advisors for any financial decisions. Cantu Tactical Wealth Management and Joe Cantu are a fiduciary firm and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, providing pure independent advice and money management.